You're listening to the TNT Podcast, the training and nutrition truth. Whether you're just the average Joe or the bodybuilder bro, we are bringing you the no bullshit approach to all things fitness. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Training and Nutrition Truth Podcast, also known as TNT. I'm John Gorman, joined by Dr. Chad. What's up, Chad? Hey, John. Also joined by Tyler, our producer. What's going on, Tyler? Hello. And joined by Sal Frisella. What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Not a lot. We've got the uh, question of the week. This one's over creatine. And this is awesome because this is right in Chad's wheelhouse. Chad just happens to be the creatine guru. I used to read a lot of the research out there and a lot of articles written. And I noticed Chad's name. And this is, you know, dating back to four or five years ago when I first found out how Chad was. So, Chad, I'm excited about this question because this is this is your baby right here. So let's just get right into it. So this was sent in from one of the listeners. The question is, what's the best form of creatine to take, monohydrate or other versions such as creatine ethyl ester? How much should you take and when? Great question. I mean, this is, um, you know, creatine has been easily been the, the most studied uh, dietary supplement, I'd say, in the last last 20 years. So uh, it, you know, when we talk about the best form overall, um, the, the overwhelming amount of literature, um, published studies have used the monohydrate form. Uh, that's kind of what the original form was. And then as, as uh, more and more evidence started to pile up for its benefits, we, uh, there were some other types of formulations that were developed. I think, um, you know, the, big, uh, the, uh, the question mentioned uh, the ethyl ester version. There's an um, alkalinized creatine as well, which is, um, was certainly you know, kind of popular for a while. You know, I, I mean, really at the end of the day, I, the, you know, the answer to this question can, be, can really be summarized you know, really pretty quickly. There's, there's been two head to head studies done both with different forms of creatine, um, out of Texas A&M, I think. And, um, when they, when they compared the ethyl ester version to monohydrate version and had, uh, two different, two different groups of individuals resistance trained for, for several weeks, they saw basically similar changes in strength and power and body composition. Um, and then, um, really kind of similar results with, um, uh, alkalinized, forms of creatine as well, where basically there's just, we don't really, when they're compared head to head, we don't really see much of a difference between uh, the monohydrate versions and these, and the, um, the other, the other versions overall. And, you know, so then that kind of takes you back to just a really, really, you know, very, very practical point. Um, Monohydrate versions are typically a lot less expensive. And, um, you know, so I think overall, you know, that, that, that kind of, um, you know, creates the advantage of it. You know, I mean, there's, there is near, uh, I mean, I would, I would challenge, I would challenge anyone, um, uh, to try to dispute the benefits of creatine. I, I mean, from a sports performance standpoint, um, when used and used correctly, it is, it is just evident. I mean, just piles and piles of evidence, uh, to support it. So, uh, how much to take and when, I mean, really overall, um, three to five grams, I think is a pretty safe number. For, for most individuals, we can get into some, you know, more technical numbers, but honestly, three to five grams, I mean, just take a, just a standard household, you know, kitchen spoon, um, just a, I mean, just a nice heaping spoonful. Um, and really, you know, that, that, that basically kind of gets at it. Does three to five grams cover which spectrum? You know, I'm a, I'm a 250 pound male. Am I going to require more than the female who's 125 pounds? Yeah. So, I, so again, so the more the more technical number, if we really kind of want to get at a really really detailed number, I think we'd look at 0.03 grams per kilogram. 
So you guys are thinking, wait a minute, I got to get a calculator out and do a bunch of different things. So now you can see why we just, so that, that three to five gram range really does capture Sal, kind of the, the overall extremes of a lot of people who may be considering, um, you know, creatine overall. Now, um, if there are some folks out there that are taking more of it, you know, so you're, um, you know, you just, you like, you like taking two, five gram doses a day, hey, not to worry. Uh, there's, Gosh, there's been maybe seven or eight studies done, you know, uh, from just from the safety aspect of creatine supplementing for six to eight weeks or whatnot. Um, and there's just there's just really no documented evidence of um, you know side effects. So there's just you know really the only the only side effect overall is um, you know weight gain. And I think for shoot for a lot of you maybe thinking side effect that's that's what I want. So um, you know we we only use that word um, or that terminology from a side effect. You know, like if you're a competitive wrestler. Or, you know, somebody needs to make a weight class, a boxer or something along those lines, and you're a strength and power athlete, um, creatine and its ability to, to stimulate increases in body mass may, uh, may kind of work against your, your, uh, your ability to, to make weight. But that doesn't mean somebody that's in that type of sport couldn't take it in the off season, right? No, to be no, stronger, no, no, to perform just, at a higher level. Yeah, it's you know, just you're worried those... about pulling extra water into the muscle, but really more water in the muscle is not bad. No, right. Not but if you're that's, trying to cut weight, now you're kind of you're fighting yourself. So I mean, you know, from a performance standpoint, I mean, and I agree with you, Chad. Like when I, every time that I've ever competed, and this comes from you, or really tried to get stronger, uh, every time I introduce creatine, I get better results. I mean, it's not like uh, this isn't like oh, I read this one time online. This is me, you know, for me personally. And you you hit a great point earlier. If you're paying fifty dollars for your creatine. You're, you've been fucked. You've yeah, been you, duped. You, you're paying too much money. You, yeah. Creatine monohydrate has, and not only that, it's always worked best for me. Like you know, and and um, I laugh because when I when I met you, I think it was like one of the first tom- topics I had. I was pretty green in the industry, and I was like, you know, crealcalin is kind of hot to the market. I'm like, dude, Chad, give me this crealcalin thing, and he's like, yeah, that's don't don't buy off on it. You know, somebody's making a lot more money on you trying to come up with this special quote unquote creatine when in reality, monohydrates. As good, if not better, performs better on a, on study to study basis. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, and when we, you know, like I said, when we when we kind of get into the dosing overall, um, a really really popular question, and it's really kind of lingered around. Like, you know, obviously, the load or not to load, to yeah. load or not, you to know. Load. So, uh, I, and I, for me, the the I think the simplest answer is if you want performance enhancement um, benefits of creatine within. Uh, one to two weeks or so, uh, definitely one, you know, definitely two, um, you know, then loading, loading should be something that you should consider. And, you know, the, you know, the, the traditional loading doses, um, five grams a dose, four gram or four times a day. So basically, you know, 20 grams a day spread out, uh, over the day. Um, usually do that for, um, you know, I mean, five days has been, has been, has been the kind of the traditional prescription. You could probably get away with four, um, four days if you needed to. So, you know, but I, I, if you're, Hey, just out there training, you want to, you just want to get stronger. You're really, you know, your, your, your goals, your, your deadline to meet your goals are weeks away, um, 12 weeks, 16 weeks away, months away. Um, there's, there's really no need to load. There's, yeah, just, slow there's, and steady. Really, there's really not much, not much of a, um, benefit. There's been some nice studies after about 27, 28 days, um, of, of, of taking four to five grams a day. Um, the muscle seems to get pretty saturated up with with um, with creatine. So answer me this, because this is something that that we get regularly. Um, I don't want to take creatine because I don't want to get puffy. 
Yeah, you know, so that I mean, you know, creates in itself. I mean, it it it's a it's a cell volumizer. I mean, it 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 pulls water into the cell. Um, that's a good thing. That's a, that's a good thing. A nice, uh, I mean, a, a, um, a volumized cell, um, you know, kind of looking at it at that level is, is typically, um, a lot more able to, you know, grow new proteins and kind of adapt and, and respond to, to, to some of the different changes. So, you know, I would, um, um, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't subscribe to that, you know, really overall. I, I, I don't, um, you know the the overall puffiness and everything else. I there's you know I I would I'd encourage people to to kind of look at other other things in their diet. Well, look at the benefit factor of having. Can you explain the benefit of having water in the muscle from well, a, like even a protection standpoint and from a growth standpoint? Water is water is good, right? Yeah, I mean there's there's just there's really you know uh, gosh there's just a laundry list of different things that can come up with. But uh, you know I think if you're looking at creatine and what you know why is somebody typically taking it for strength or or you know muscle mass gains. I mean, actually, you know, again, volumizing a cell has been shown in several different, you know, models overall that that that's that's that 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 cell typically has a greater ability to to grow and to get bigger and to build new proteins inside it. And that's 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 what you want. You know, you want more muscle protein. So, um, you know, so I, I mean, I think and then, you know, uh, there there's actually been some studies, you know, kind of looking at it from, you know, I mean, like a. Um, temperature regulation standpoint. I think of you know, like training athletes out in July and August in the Midwest and whatnot, where um, you know there's this notion that you know creatine caused cramps and and caused muscle strains and pulls. We did some work when we were at University of Memphis, and um, you know we had a 22 month study in Memphis, Tennessee, with you know the football team. And, you know, so we it, it gets it gets pretty hot there. Yeah, you know, for gets, those of you who don't know, know that's swamp you know, hot. You know, <laughs> you know, it gets um, uh, gets pretty humid, and we we actually found that. You know, there's, I mean, the the overall incidence of of athletes um, that were reporting to athletic trainers for you know muscle strains and pulls and and, and those things were, were less. Were you know when um, um, athletes were taking creatine. So you know, I, I mean, so that that was a, a one of the longer studies really that's been done in a, in a in a highly trained, highly highly competitive you know type of a population. They were taking anywhere from um, you know five to fifteen grams of creatine because we didn't quite have the the overall dosing regimen clearly defined. At that point in time, um, you know. So I, I mean, I think overall, uh, you know, there's just there's. I mean, it's a it's a it's a really you know safe ingredient overall, and there's just I mean a lot of benefits. You you hit a good point. So back, um, especially like when I when I was playing baseball, uh, Mark McGuire got caught with creatine in his locker. Well, it really wasn't creatine, right? I mean. We all understand that. Maybe people who aren't that, baseball that was people the cover. Yeah, yeah that was well. well yeah. That was the MLB, you know, steroid shakedown. When you start looking at um, creatine monohydrate, one thing that we get a lot, especially from parents, is is creatine safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not talking about parents of like 12 year old kids. I'm talking about parents of college athletes and you know parents just asking because they send their you know they're they're buying supplements for their sons or you know really trainers like hey i have this female and she's a competitor is creatine safe creatine still has a little bit of a black eye because of the the tailwind effect can you kind of touch in there yeah really 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 good question so I, I think overall when we look at like creatine in youth you know so um there's hasn't been many studies you know, certainly, certainly not a, st- a lot of studies done um, in the United States, but I, but I think because uh, there has been some some studies done in Brazil with soccer players, and so there are um, reports that show that you know that they have supplemented with it, and there's really just like you know with mature adults where there's um, very little adverse events. 
there was the uh, International Society of Sport Nutrition, so a group that I'm um, pretty heavily involved in. We put out a position stand on creatine, and we had a little section on youth. And and in that, really, how we summarized it was: if it, you know, if an athlete um, has, if a young athlete has been training and following, you know, you know, good with their diet, and you know, they're they've been, you know, kind of consistently, you know, kind of working at all parts of the process from an exercise and nutrition standpoint. Uh, for a good bit of time, you know, several several weeks, several months, there's really no documented evidence to suggest that it's that it's that it's that it's going to be harmful, that it's going to be bad. Um, you know, so I, that that's really kind of my uh, advice to parents is just you know, first of all, you know, I mean, um, don't let your you know young boy or girl you know just you know I mean start taking it and uh, until they've been training for a while until they're till they're serious about their sport you know that you know they they join some new team and you know the older the older kids in the locker room are taking creatine and and you know so they want to do it too and you know so I so I think that's an important point make sure that they've that they have some training maturity and then also you know I mean you know it, it, creatine is a supplement you know you need to add it you know you want to it's supplementing the diet so they're their diet needs to have components in it as well that that are that will that will that will help support the body. So you know, so I think overall, you know, making sure that their diet, you know, that they're getting enough calories, they're getting enough carbohydrates, they're getting enough protein to support their biological growth and to support their their training. At that point, once that young athlete has kind of proved to me that they've done those types of things, then I think they've you know they've kind of quote unquote earned the right you know, to start using, you know, you know, you're trying, trying something along those lines. So, um, but you know, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't be an advocate of, 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 of a young person just blindly using it because, you know, they're young, right. I mean, it's just, they have their, they have so much potential for, um, increases in strength and, you know, muscle just from good training and just a good diet. You know, so yeah, good sure hormones. That, yeah, you know I mean, right. 18, I mean, it's just you know, nineteen, you know, I mean, twenty. Geez, you know, o to be eighteen, nineteen, twenty again. Yeah, from that perspective. So, but that being said, you know, I mean, so if if we're you know if there's any parents out there and they're thinking, well, you know, my you know my my boy's been training really pretty hard for you know three four years, and we you know we watch what he eats, and he's been talking about this. There's there's really there's no evidence to suggest that that just because they're 17, 18, 19 years old, that their that their body's going to respond any differently to somebody who's 25, 30 years old and 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 older for that matter. Yeah, and there, there are quite a few high school athletes. I mean, my son's 15. He plays basketball. He's been using creatine for a year. He trains five days a week in school. He has practice every day. He's been taking five grams, and he has it with his shake after his workout. Um, and there's a lot of high school athletes that have been using it for you know well over a decade. And there's actually you say there's no evidence. There's no evidence that there's any harm for sure. And, and that's a great point. A lot of people worry about it. It's actually it's not a foreign substance. It's found in red meat. So a lot of people think creatine is this foreign, made-up synthetic substance, and it's not. Um, and, you know, Chad, one other question I know the listeners need to know about, when should you take it? So I know personally for my my clientele, I tell them to take it either pre-enter or post-workout. Most of that's simply just so they remember to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell them just make sure they get it in sometime during the day, but try and have it around the workout. I haven't seen any data or any research that suggests one is better than the other. So I just tell them just to make sure they get it in sometime around there. What's your stance on that? Right. So there's there's one quick point I want to go back on. So I, even the their creatine is found in in highest concentrations in in flesh protein. So beef, chicken, um, certain types of fish, and so forth. 
it's it, it's it's not recommended to try to consume the meat in the amounts that it's needed. I mean, because it's on the order of several pounds of meat to get a typical creatine dose. Um, so, but to to go back to the question about timing, you, you you're right. There's really very little published studies, if you, you know, if that's what we're going to rely upon to indicate that taking creatine, taking a five gram dose before or taking it after, or even really taking it throughout is going to result in somebody getting stronger than, than somebody who's taken it at a different time. And John, I, the, the, the best point that you made with your comment was, so basically the, the, the answer to that is take it at a time when you're going to remember to take it. So if that's First thing in the morning after brushing your teeth, take it first thing in the morning after brushing your teeth. If it's if it's late at night, if it's if you keep it in your gym bag and you know and you mix it up, you know right before you you know um, uh, you get started training, do it. I, I so I, I don't really have any guideline except that get it in you and get it in you every single day to keep your levels high. And you know and off days. So my clients ask me, well, should I take it on off days? And if they're not really active, I don't think you necessarily need it. But there are also other benefits to creatine, such as cognitive boosting, especially in older mm-hmm. folks. So I, I tell people, you don't have to worry about taking it on off days, um, you know, but and, it doesn't hurt. You know, especially I, mean, from a, I mean, I can even build on it from there. So, you know, you go on, um, you go on a weekend trip, forget your creatine. You're gone for three, four days. You don't have it. You know, I mean, you don't need to go run into a supermarket and buy some creatine. Um, you know, I mean, levels will, you know, you know, I mean, will stay elevated. So, you know, on, um, on off days certainly won't hurt. You know that's that's one of the nice things about creatine is there's there it, it there's there's little evidence to suggest that you know I, I, not little there's no evidence to suggest that it's that it's that it's adverse um, you know so you um, get it in your body and you know I mean just keep those levels up yeah well I mean you know, so really just try, I mean keep it keep it simple I think so I mean there there you go folks I mean there's everything that you've ever wanted to know about creatine from Dr Chad I mean that's everything basically that we've covered here. And this is cool about our question of the week. So if you're listening and you want to send a question in, or you have an idea for topics, hit us up on our page, training and nutrition and send us an email to info at training and nutrition We'll see about getting your question on the air, give you a shout out. Uh, but that's pretty much all we have to cover that topic. So for myself, Chad, Tyler, and Sal, we'll catch you on the next one. Chad, should you anally inject your creatine? <laughs>